I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Apart from bhujiyas and other namkeens, Indians also love their sweets. Indians have a sweet craving, whether it's for gajar ka halwa prepared in desi ghee or jalebi from your favorite halwai. But here's a catch, which I'm sure we're all aware of: excessive sugar consumption leads to diabetes and obesity. Obesity has been overlooked internationally for years now. The World Health Organization suggests obesity has roughly tripled globally since 1975, and according to the Indian Journal of Community Medicine, 135 million individuals in India are currently obese. A 2019-2020 report by National Family Health Survey reveals that the number of obese women in India increased to 24% from 20.6% in 2015 to 2016. The report also suggested that 22.9% of men are overweight, up from 18.9% in 2016. Moreover, the National Center for Biotechnology Information or the NCBI projects that by 2030, Indians would be responsible for 27.8% of worldwide obesity. So you might want to reduce your sugar intake. This appears to be a serious issue, and what is the government doing to address it? I mean it's a choice at the end of the day right as a result the government has chosen to combat india's growing obesity problem the government is developing plans that might include a higher tax on food items that are heavy in fat sugar and salt as per the economic times along with higher tax the government is planning to include front to back advertising marketing and branding of HFSS foods which is high fat salt and sugar the government essentially wants to carry out a warning message for HFSS food identical to warnings carried out on tobacco products local namkeens bujiyas chips and snack items are currently subjected to a 5% gst tax and the tax on branded and packaged goods is 12% Meanwhile, tobacco products have a 28% GST to discourage their usage. Similarly, the Indian government intends to raise taxes on snacks and food products that are high in sugar, salt, and fat in order to dissuade people from engaging in unhealthy snacking habits. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. I am Farheen Khan, and here is the deep dive for 28 February 2022. The inevitable war between Russia and Ukraine is happening as we speak, and big tech businesses are caught in the crossfire. Markets crashed on Thursday. Apple stock was down by 4% while Amazon's was down by 1.2%. Alphabet was down by 1%, Microsoft was down by 1.5% and Meta was down by 2%. And as a result of this geopolitical event, both nations and the West are putting immense pressure on tech companies to demonstrate their global influence. For instance, Apple has been asked by Ukraine's vice prime minister to stop supplying its gadgets and close down its App Store in Russia. 
In an apparent effort to limit the dissemination of war info, Russia has blocked access to Twitter. The situation is getting worse by the day. But guess where things are heating up? That platform for unending scrolls you likely used before it was banned in India? TikTok. You heard that right. Russia has been using TikTok to spread its propaganda around the world. Russia swamped the internet in 2014 with fake accounts spreading lies about its seizure of Crimea. Cut to 8 years later and Russia is still doing the same thing just with different methods. For example, anti-Ukrainian sentiment is fueled by armies of trolls and bots in Russia. In addition, TikTok videos are used to feed up Russian nationalism with a hint of humor. Although Google, Facebook parent Meta, Twitter and other tech companies are standing with Ukraine in this fight. For starters, Meta platforms on the weekend prohibited Russian state media from running advertisements anywhere in the world or generating income from advertisements. Following Meta's action, Google blocked Russia's media outlet RT as well as other networks from earning revenues through ads on its platforms, apps and YouTube videos on Saturday. Additionally, the Hindu report revealed Russian media will also be restricted from buying advertisements through Google tools or even placing ads on any Google services including search and Gmail. Google is also placing greater emphasis on combating disinformation about the developments in Ukraine by prominently surfacing videos from trusted news sources, deleting those videos that violate the company's regulations, and restricting certain advertisements. Over the last couple of days, Google claims to have erased several videos. Speaking of disinformation, Telegram, a popular messaging app in Ukraine, has now become a tool for individuals to spread false information about the country's current events. As per the media reports I came across, Donbas decides a famous pro-separatist Telegram group in eastern Ukraine publishes roughly 40 times each day. And just 2 days before Russia invaded Ukraine, the group had over 200 posts in a single day. Telegram groups in eastern Ukraine have recently become a critical instrument for disseminating misinformation and have turned into a forum for independent discourse. Amidst the mass spread of misinformation, Ukrainians are now using encrypted messaging service Signal to communicate throughout the crisis. In a tweet, Cloudflare CEO Matthew Prince claimed that user traffic on Signal in Ukraine began to spike shortly after midnight on February 24th, about the same time when Russia officially attacked the country. Signal's developer Moxie Marlin Spike even warned Ukrainian users that Telegram is not truly encrypted in the manner that many believe. Telegram is an encrypted messaging service. However, unlike Signal or WhatsApp, it does not provide end-to-end encryption. Apart from big tech companies supporting Ukraine as a sign of protest against President Vladimir Putin's actions, alcohol stores throughout the United States and Canada have stopped selling Russian vodka. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.